Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Imagine there's no improv. <laughs> It's easy if you try. No one to take your suggestions. No one to stand on a stage and die. Imagine if the little show stood for London idiots live. You may say I'm an idiot, but that's the, not the name of this show. I'm a mother-flipping improviser. That's the only way I can go. Hello, welcome to the Lil Show, London Improv Live, Politicomicon special. Today is the Politicomicon, hashtag Politicomicon. I'm going to say it one more time, Politicomicon. It's a word I invented. It involves polit politics, comedy, and confusion. That's what we're going to have today, <laughs> plenty of it. I'm your host, Talal Kalkuti. I'm not going to smell that with you. I'm trying to phase out my catchphrase. Um, and um, it's, uh, it's, uh, some, I'm, I'm in strange territory. I'm in murky waters. I'm a gorilla in the mist. I'm um, trapped in the thatchy overgrowth of the political jungle that is life today. It's a strange time to be alive. What's happening in Europe, what's happening in America, it's unheard of. And it's, it would be stupid of us not to spend an episode at just a couple hours talking about it having fun with it poking fun at how stupid the world of politics can be um sitting by my side is my close friend comedic partner and often political adversary luke valvona <laughs> how do you do sir i firmly disagree <laughs> yes I, i wouldn't <laughs> expect anything else um are you looking forward to today it's strange politicomicon can you say politicomicon it, it sounds like um Like a comic con, it does, yeah, yeah, no. but it's got there's a comic con in London this this weekend too. Oh, a big one, but not a polity one. It's not a polity one. Just a comic -Con. That was a, a a strange anonymous voice. We'll introduce that in a moment. <laughs> but um, are you a bit out of your depth? Because I know that you are kind of willfully ignorant in politics. Is that inaccurate It's, to say? What? <laughs> I'm, I'm not willfully ignorant. Well, the amount of times you've gotten out of arguments with me by going, I don't know about it. Yeah, well, I, I just want to say, like, I'm not totally informed about the situation and I don't want to argue with you because you're not totally informed about the situation <laughs> either. <laughs> so it doesn't make sense to have an argument. That's true. That's true. But it's kind of one of the... Um... Yeah, it's true. People tend to get really childish when they talk about politics. Yeah, it's because, you, you know, the, there's, there's and groups in the, and, and it's a sort of in-group, out-group thing. And they assert it? their opinions, even though they're not informed, as you say, and they cling on to catchphrases and hot, hot, um, 
hot topics, hot yeah. pockets uh, of opinion. And um, this is kind of what we want to attack today. Because I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm not like the most informed guy in the world. Neither are you. But we've filled the room <laughs> today with some more informed than us individuals. Mm. Um, so you think. So I think. Um, <laughs> I used what, to struggle through this when I waited tables late at night because people would start getting political when they were drunk. Yeah. What do you think of this? What's going to happen? Like, you know what? I'm grating cheese on your salad right now, so it's not going to get fixed here. <laughs> do you want ground pepper? That's <laughs> really all I have to ask you. I don't know who's going to win the presidency or... Enjoy right. your cheesy salad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy, the, enjoy the curly fries. Now just... Europe is like a asking. peppercorn. Mm. <laughs> Fragile, yet br- br- brittle and dry. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, yeah? Okay. Before we start, uh-huh. um, I, I came up with a riddle today. Oh! <laughs> I, I wrote a riddle because I thought, let's have a go at writing a riddle. Yes! Why not? The uh, the the The... A joke, all a joke is, yeah. is a comical riddle. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so let's yeah, hit me up. I'll, I'll, I'll see if see if anyone can get it by the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> what if it, what if we get it in? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, or, or straight away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still rather large, even when I am small. But if I am bad, you won't have me at all. Great Britain. What am I? <laughs> You're Great Britain. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> This is a political comico riddlycon. <laughs> is that a poli- is there a political yeah. answer there? Um, it, it could be political if you want it to I'm be. Still rather large, if I'm not small. No, I'm is still it rather large, even though I'm s- even small. when I'm small. And if I'm bad, you won't have me at you all. You won't have me at all. Hmm. The bad part's confusing. You and you and Apple. Yeah. Okay, I'll use that for the intro questions. This is great. I'll get people's opinions on their on that riddle. Uh, let's introduce our guests, okay? Joining us in the studio today um, from Theatre Sports, uh, returning guest, friend of the show, one of my favourites, Luke Sorber is here. Hello, Luke Sorber. Hello, Talal. Welcome back to the Lil Show. I love the Lil Show. Good boy. That's a good, good mm. thing to say to me. You're in my good books now. I love Let's your song. Let's hope you stay there. Mm. You like my song? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna explore your um, political opinions today. Mm-hmm. Are you nervous? Am I gonna change my view I'm of you? Angry. You're angry already. Uh, yeah, good start. Makes me angry. Wonderful. Well, before we get going, let me ask you a question to help. Dr. Listening, grow accustomed to your voice. Okay, and the question is, what do you think of Luke's riddle? What's the answer? Okay, um, I'm I'm large, even though I'm small. Large and when I'm bad, small. you might not have me at all. Yeah. What could it? What, who am I? What am I? Is it? Is it one of those things that aren't things? They're like concepts. Because often riddles, you think it's a thing that you can hold in your hand, and then I'm taste. <laughs> I'm memory. Yeah. And I always think that's a cheat. I'll, I'll give you a little clue. Uh, it can mean something slightly different. It can be a physical thing, but it can also be uh, a concept. It's a pun, then. Kind of. Pun. Uh, typical Luke to cop his <laughs> way out of a riddle by making it a pun. Okay, that's a good clue. All right, you got any uh, any guesses you want to make before we move on? Romance. Ro- I am romance. Answer. Okay, yeah. you want to justify that in terms of the riddle? Yes. Go on. Yes, because you mentioned bad, uh, bad romance, 
Lady Gaga. Luke's a big fan. Uh, he does a, You're a tribute band, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just trying to get behind the psychology of the riddle rather than the logic of the riddle. Wow. It's not how my mind works. That's good. Okay. Well, when do we find out the answer and is there a prize? Um... Soon and yes. All right. I bet you can't wait. If, any, right. if Dr. Listeny has got any ideas, tweet in. You've added an extra syllable to their name. What? Dr. Listeny. What? What, do you, what do you call it? Dr. Listeny. 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 You came up with a name. Yeah. I was... That's Luke Sorber, everybody. Oh, my giddy gosh. The next guest here in the studio with us. Um... Absolute renegade, legend, disturbingly controversial, yet surprisingly lovable. Uh, breaking, breaking ground, breaking hearts, and breaking cocks. It's <laughs> Mr. Scott Capurro. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What is it about me that makes people clench? I was coming here. The lack of lube, huh? I was. I was coming. If it's not spit, it's not love. I was coming up the. Sorry, Dad. It's coming up the. The tube exit, as it were, mm. on the is that what the kids are calling esca- it on now? the escalator, and uh, I was saying, mind this really cute guy, and he kept like I could watch he was clenching, like tightening, and then pulling his shirt down to cover himself. I'm like, what is it about me standing two steps behind you, appropriately as you do in London, yeah, that makes you think that I want to you grab your ass? Attack. I mean, I I did, and then here, wow. the black guy will give you the pen back. <laughs> Turns around, sees me, just smiling, say thank you, and covers him, like, covers himself up. What is it about? How rapey do I You've look? You've got a predatorial uh, uh, vibe about uh, you, know, you, man. I'm glad I still have the vibe, but I have to say, at 53, it's a bit. It's, I'm turning into, sorry again, a dirty old man. I'm turning into a lascivious. I think. I guess that's what I am now. So you're just, 35. It's hot, but you, now these thoughts of yours used to be just that thoughts, and now they're no, kind of was, imi- they were actions. I would act on it, but now I wouldn't dare. I'm 53. When people look at me in a gay bar at the gym, it's it's t- to get out of their way. It's like move. I'm looking around you. <laughs> like no one's interested anymore, and I know Aww. that I'm fine. I'm married. It's fine. I'm 53. I don't care. But um, I mean, I do care a little bit. But uh, but I'm not going to act on it anymore. Well, I, I'm in my 50s as well. Mm. My daughters won't allow me to show any kind of excitement at sort of beautiful actresses that mm. we see on the screen. And now I feel that I can only go, oh, if they're like, what, 35 oh, plus? Right. Is, there a, is there an it's age which is it's, okay? it's really interesting you said that because I was in, in, in Hawaii with some friends last year at a public pool swimming and these, these young people, a brother and sister got in there with swim team, obviously people. They're swimming really hard and, and yep. their coach was coaching them. And I was just this boy. It was beautiful. He's about 19 or 20. And my friends, my female, one of whom, two of them had gone through some difficult uh, relationship issues, said, can, said, can you stop licking your chops over that guy? Whoa. And I said, maybe you two should start with your dried up pussies. Oh, shit. That's what the problem is. I really, really was offended. Because they weren't giving up the protective barrier that you no. needed. Uh, no. What? I th- what I think <laughs> in the end is it's um, it's it's kind of man-hating, I think, in a way. I think a lot uh-huh. of current contemporary culture, especially in the arts, is about keeping men and masculinity down, like calming it or giving it away. For real? S- because when I've told people that I'm, I'm thinking about doing testosterone gel to replace the testosterone that's missing, where uh, my levels have dropped a bit. 
but I'm still. Oh, not in a specific area of your body. No, I, I had to. You were, I, you were pointing at your shoulder. Oh, well, that's what you put the gel. <laughs> oh, they give right, you gel okay. in a little package. Really? But yeah, yeah, it's great. I bet the Russians do that all the time. The they, I bet they the do. And the NHS is covering it now because they've been studying it, studying it since the war, researching it, and decided it's necessary. But anyway, okay. when I've told people that, a, most, a lot of people, including men, but a lot of women have been like, well, why do you want that? Yeah, well, to balance that? my load. I mean, when women say they're going to do the same, no one ever says a word. They're like, oh, good for you. Yeah, do your. Whatever you do to balance that, go for it. But when men do, we become right. predatory, loud, awful, horrible. Women monsters. can have toy boys, and, and we're <laughs> predatory, lascivious. I think, do you not think it's a good time now to kind of just to balance things out? We go through a short period of perhaps touching on man hating, but more just kind of man um, uh, st- not stoking the opposite, dampening our kind of fiery egos. We no, kind of, fuck we off with that. I think, a little bit. No, I think. Everybody should be who they are, what they are. That's what yoga teaches you. Yeah. You are meant to celebrate whatever you are. I'm not saying if you're a serial killer, go out and kill. But if you have a predatory nature, male or female, then express it. Just, just kill a few people or, or whatever. No, no, a predatory <laughs> sexual nature. And I don't mean break the law. I mean, you know, you know that, that, I mean, arguably the history of the world, the population of the planet is, is about rape, really, in terms of heterosexual relationships. The woman, the woman resists. He knows. The woman resists. The men fight it out, and the winning man takes the woman. I mean, every love story written before the Victorian, Victorian era is about that. It's not about, you know, what they want intellectually. It's about this what's is necessary. A, this is a, an issue no. in my... Yeah. Um, Evil. But it's such a cool description in... of Jane Austen. It's the best yeah. thumbnail <laughs> sketch of a Jane Austen that I've heard, Scott. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Scott Capuro, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Listening. Right, we're already getting heated, but let's keep going. Also joining us in the studio, oh my goodness, he made his Lil Show debut last week on our Cannes uh, Film Festival special. Um, my beloved father, um, political journalist, uh, publisher, no, that's just something you say, uh, a, a television news pundit and all-round great mind and old fart, and creepy old man, Mustafa Karkuti is here. Yes, applause. Applaud my father. <laughs> Applaud him. Yay! Just for being awake. Yay! Just for being awake. <laughs> well hey, Dad. At least you brought somebody who was so popular into the studio. That I had to force people to clap. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What else do you want? Um, I, I want you to address Scott's rant that he just went on. Because no, this no, is mean, he made I, me think of you so many times. I, 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 and then when he went on about man-hating, he made me think of Luke Valvona so many times. Mm. I'm sick of all this. Uh, but th- like, I've just realized me and Luke are sitting here surrounded by like three men above 50. <laughs> it's quite a, <laughs> quite a funny episode, actually. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, address what, Luke, what, what Scott I was say? just talking about. I'm 72. Yeah. So October, I'll be 73. October next year I'll be seventy-four. Shall uh, I call? Yeah, and then the year after that, I don't know how this works. What about when it's a leap year? It's a leap year this year. <laughs> so anyhow, it's it's. Uh, I totally agree with with with, uh, with Scott. Scott, uh, what Scott said, uh, that's discrimination and that's wrong, no doubt. But but I have personal view about women. I know you do, Dad. <laughs> we touched on this last Women week. Women, for, for me, is the center of the world, basically. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you something. Whenever there is something on television, some beautiful woman, boobs, or whatever, 
They they <laughs> all leave the room and leave me alone there. <laughs> Good. You <Perfect>. know? Yeah. <laughs> so yourself, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, they make me feel as if time now to do something <laughs> with yourself. Uh, just we just don't want to be in the same room as you when you're getting horny, Dad. That's not, uh, not something I mean, we're interested in. You see here where you go wrong. You don't get horny when you see these things. You express, I mean, I am the kind of person who is expressively free, if you like. I don't hide it. I don't keep it in. I just express myself, whoever is around me. So what's wrong with that? You were touching on this, Luke Sorber, similar topic. Yes. Um, I, 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 I relate with your kids, man. No, it's it's, it's weird to hear your... Well, there's one thing about hearing your dad say, oh, she's beautiful or something. That's fine. But then, you know, there's a time... Uh, yes, I live at home. There was a time I'm, I'm in my kitchen uh, cooking some uh, dinner and I can hear the television from the living room, okay? And I hear what I recognize as the guitar solo from the sex scene in Desperado, the movie Desperado. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek Salma and Antonio Hayek. Ba wow. Banderas riding wow. each other beautiful, like crazy. Beautiful. Yes, both yes. Beautiful. She's, they're both beautiful yeah, people, yes. Absolutely. And I, I know this guitar solo. I know this movie very well from when I was a teenager. Younger than that, I used to watch this film with my big brother and my dad. And now with technology now, this is what I hear. So this is what, what I, I hear, yeah? I'm, I'm, I'm in the kitchen and I can hear... I know what's going on right now is my dad is in there rewinding the shot of her boobs over and over again. What's going on is you're living with your dad at your age. Leave him alone and let him enjoy his Selma Hayek movie. Get a wife. Let him have his sex life. Jesus. Absolutely. But you are wrong there. When I posed the television, I would like to enjoy the music and make a kind of... <laughs> You're like DJing, are you? Yeah, I mean, you know... <laughs> You're remixing the song. Why remixing do you think... Oh, go fuck yourself, gonna, man. Oh, what are you talking yeah, about? Oh, that was a break that he was repeating. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean... <laughs> you know, I agree. I, I don't mean to give the wrong impression. I do want to say that I'm, I'm, I'm part of a community where women have fought and have been rewarded yeah. equal access and equal power and equal importance to the LGBTIQ community, both here and in San Francisco... You know, the, you know, yeah. lesbians and bisexual women took over the control of the gay and lesbian parade in San Francisco when the AIDS epidemic hit and all the men died. They, they did a great job. They, they've, I mean, I'm about to vote for female president. I, I, I find women fascinating. My closest friends tend to be female. I was raised by women. I think women are completely, they're like, I mean, they're like dogs that eat their own throw up. They're completely self-sufficient. They don't need. They don't need men. No, yes. They I don't. Agree. They can have babies. They can get. You can get semen out of bone marrow now. Yes. I chipped a tooth. Really? Yeah. You no, know, you can. You, yeah. They can. They. They. You can extract. See, they don't need living males anymore. What I'm saying though is that there is this 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 tendency with especially in the middle class community, especially whatever the Guardian has become, where mm. men oh, are yes. seen as aggressors or are guilty before even tried like what's going on with bill cosby just, right now just because of thinking exactly well, bill or cosby is because guilty, of accusations but, um, he is guilty <laughs> but uh, put it to one side here's something in the guardian today there's there's the launch of a campaign to stop cyberbullying of women and girls 
um, on Twitter, and particularly the use of misogynist language. But the mm. report, the academic report... This was spurred on it, by the Ghostbusters trailer, I understand, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I understand that too. Yeah. The, uh, the, the research showed that 50% of the users of these misogynist words were women and girls. Were women and girls themselves. But the, exactly. So women and girls learn this shit from from a living in a male world. Well, or, male but no, I don't know about women. Can, women can bully each seen, other in a schoolyard just as tough as men can. In fact, indeed. I've yeah. seen women beat the shit out of each other in Sheffield on a Friday night. They're terrifying when you're walking yeah. from a comedy show. Uh, and yes, you I, ask any teacher who's yes. taught both boys and girls the cruelty that girls subject other girls to, verbal cruelty particularly, um, out outpaces the guys. The guys will flare up. They might even throw a few punches, and then it's over. But the girls will campaign against other girls that they've chosen, sometimes in a pack, to persecute. And I think taking competition away from young boys in school, in sport, is not going to solve the problem. I don't think by quelching people's personality or their natural instinct by telling what they think or feel is bad or wrong before they've even expressed it, that's not going to fix it. I just don't think it is. Especially in a competitive real world. I mean, when I went to university at Birmingham here, finished my education in the drama department, I saw a lot of victims, a lot of people that didn't want to compete. And I didn't have a lot of friends the first few months I was there until I started agreeing with people around me that competition was bad, even though I didn't believe it. Mm. And I think that's why Britain needs to get out of Europe. (gasps) (laughs) Okay. This is our political... Stop agreeing with them. They're wrong. Uh, Let's get started with our Politicomicon discussion. (laughs) All right. What a segue. Just just a brief... Thanks uh, for that, Scott. Comment. Comicon is... Abbreviation of communist country. Previously, during the Cold War. For reals? Yeah, the Comic Con country. Country. A Necronomicon is a book of deadly evil spells. That's right. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah, bringing people back to it. And Comic Con, as previously discussed, is the comic book convention. Mm-hmm. And Politico. Um, I was going to call the uh, episode Politica special, but mm-hmm. that's a Polish newspaper about politics I see. Okay. Uh, but politicom is that a thing well is, is there i'm not okay let me disclaimer i'm not <laughs> implying any communist um no, 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 ideologies with the name of this episode i was just putting today politicomicon stands for political uh comedy and confusion that's and, what we're having um, here yeah. okay Comi confetti is <laughs> <laughs> it's confetti where all the pieces are exactly the same size same color same size yeah, yeah. um very yep and um tea, tea tea is a beverage you have with hot water and uh herbal infusion that's uh, good to know yeah <laughs> uh, con is short for conservatives um, and it can also mean like con is in the opposite of pro. Should we keep it, going? It, it can also mean when you get conned. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, when you mm-hmm. get confidence and convict, artist. like in Con Air with Con Nicholas Air, Cage yeah. and, and, John and pole Mouse. is the thing yeah. strippers spin around. Not just strippers, <laughs> people do it for fitness now, don't they? They do, yeah. They do. So that's our. Fir- that's actually thanks for doing that. That's our first topic on today's uh, political comic con discussion. Pol- Stripping pole is also a type of immigrant. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. from Europe. From yeah. Europe, and this brings us to our first topic of discussion today. <laughs> Scott brought it up briefly. We want to talk about the EU. Um, the EU uh, currently, this is obviously on the on the tip of everybody's tongue here in the UK. The referendum is coming up in the c- following month, and um, it's pretty much what all politicians are using nowadays to gain supporters and lose supporters 
it's their number one argument to bring up in all debates. So why should we be any bloody different here at the little show? The EU is dividing friendships, political parties, families. Dad? How come? I mean, where did you get this from? Uh, by the way, it's, it's mentioning stripping and... Oh, okay. You're <laughs> <laughs> still thinking about that? Uh, yeah, because... Uh, no, I, I'm I, still I, thinking about that too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Mustafa. Might, yeah. Just uh, the claim that uh, EU strips people from their national identity oh. is rubbish. I wasn't thinking that. I, I was. Picture in my head. But, uh, <laughs> that's a so, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, mentioning the word stripping, so it is it is uh, misconception totally. Do you think we come from a strange position in terms of this? Because, uh, and do excuse me if I offend you now, Dad, but um, I, you know, I don't necessarily identify. I know you do identify as British, kind of quite strongly, but I found it quite hard to do that growing up. Um, in a weird way because of uh, I was always told by people around me that I wasn't British that I wasn't like them yeah. you know and I was yeah. always pointed out how I was different you know what high, what's your cultural identity? What high school is like what's your I'm heritage? quite confused about that I, I no, think what's your I'm heritage though Syrian uh, I'm bo born here Arab in the Syrian. born here in Arab he asked me dad um, <laughs> well, you, I'm you, you came from your father's loins he is your heritage his loins did produce this fine specimen. Probably while watching <laughs> Salma Hayek, or maybe <laughs> you, yeah. an earlier... Or Jane Fonda, maybe. That she is Jane also Fonda. the product. The Let's product do an improv scene about that. Isn't she not half Lebanese? Is that <laughs> well, right? she is. Salma Hayek, she's Lebanese. Well, Lebanese, both sides. Both fine. sides? Yeah. I did not know. Both, both immigrants. Oh, yes. Oh, she's the child of immigrants. Isn't immigrants. She? Like me. Yes, yes like, like you, me. Exactly. Like, like you me. as well. Yes, Italiano. So. See, Italian. I don't. I don't see myself as British either, because my parents came from Italy. So when people look back at English history, I don't have that genetic that connection. connection yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but there are there are wonderful parts of uh, English culture and values, and I really uh, that, that, I, that I do have an affinity with. Yeah, absolutely. but not that kind of root loyalty. What about you, Scott? But I think a lot of British people probably feel that way, and I think a lot. That's what that's what Scotland's departing from the e from the EU or from I mean from Britain. <laughs> from sorry, UK, yeah. from the UK it looked like. I think you know. I, I mean, I, I my affinity is. Even though I'm from California, I really have a strong connection to Italy because my family were from there. And that's my, you know, I have a, a passport from Italy. And I go there a lot. I lived there for a while. And I, I grew up in my grandmother's house. And the sights and the sounds, the language, all that was strongly Italian. So I, this is I, interesting because you and, you and Luke Sorber here, you're actually both, uh, you know, I hope you don't mind me saying, you both kind of were talking about how you were favor England leaving, the UK leaving the EU. You know what I favor? is I favor either the EU fixing it, their, their economic problems, yeah. and giving more power to the central bank so that Germany doesn't control the interest on loans. Either they fix that or Britain pulls out. This Look, is where, I, I, this no, is my, where no. my argument pivots, because as ill-informed I might be, but this is where my argument pivots. is kind of more of a feeling, more of a kind of, it comes from the heart. It's like, no. if there's issues, why is the solution to run away from it? Why is it Because not you're to farther from a democracy being part of the EU than you are out of it. It's another level of bureaucracy that's costing you money, and you're listening, and especially landowners in this country are having to abide by foreigners who are unelected officials. That's why. I have a real problem with that. 
And I have a problem also with the fact that the British public, between the royal family, the EU, and the conservatives in this country, have almost no voting power anymore. Who do you vote for? Who's, who's, running, who's running anything? Does anybody know yeah. anymore? Didn't have much do the Lib Dems ha not have any power anymore? Does Labour have any power? Is Jeremy Corbyn doing anything correctly? Yeah, well, why, what's wrong with that? I mean, you know, the world evolves. The world is changing. But I, There is no, when it comes to Europe, I mean, there is no either or. It is only either, which is fixed Europe. Because, you know, you don't uh, plan your life for the next 50 years or the next century on that uh, arithmetic, if you like. Either you fix it or we pull out. Uh, you debate the issue from within. Eventually, you would reach uh, uh, the situation because there are other countries in Europe who feel like you, who think exactly like you as well. Uh, if you, if you, even, even in France and Germany, there is public opinion who would like to fix Europe, certainly. So um, my fear really here in this country, in Britain, that... The, the island mentality culture is driving this campaign to pull out from Europe. Europe, it's unusual. Euro, uh, <coughs> Britain has never been a European country between brackets, mm -hmm. like France or Germany, for example. These are two countries in the heart yeah, of Europe. Kind of define Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Britain has never defined Europe in its history. It is nearer the Atlantic, uh, the, the, the North America, yeah. rather than Europe. It has always been up till the 70s and all that. So I find it uh, utterly strange with the uh, uh, campaign, current campaign. There's no, um, what's the word, equality really on both sides, remain and leave, uh, uh, to, to, to put their ideas forward and convince the public opinion. They are driving people and playing on their emotion, unfortunately. Mm. I think and it is a, symp a sympathetic feeling among people that they want a kind of Britain that never really existed in the first place. What are we going back to? Are we going back to anything that was so good, that was so special? Can I, can I um, answer that by, by drawing out something that Mustafa said about, about um, emotion? Uh, the campaign is, is very emotional. On the one side, there's a sort of vaguely anti-foreigner, nationalistic... We must leave. And on the other side, there's a um, we are part of something. And if we leave, the, the, the sky will fall in and there'll be unemployment. Yeah. It's, it's all very apocalyptic. But I want to move away from emotion and look at the policy and the practices of Europe, because I think a lot of people's attachment is to a notion of the European Union, which isn't borne out in fact. So I'm an internationalist and I'm a socialist and I want to leave the European Union. But I, I don't want to leave Europe. That 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 would be insane. I've got to disagree with Scott about giving more power to the European Central Bank because the European Central Bank, for me, is just one of those other European Union institutions that's run by uh, with a neoliberal consensus, hence the austerity politics that have made Greece, Spain and Portugal suffer so badly. The, the um, chairman of the European Central Bank is Mario Draghi, who is a former chief executive of Goldman Sachs International. And we uh. have... So every institution you look at, the European Commissioner, Jean-Claude Juncker is the former Prime Minister of Luxembourg, Europe's number one tax haven, yeah. and, and, and the leader of their Conservative Party. And they're all Conservatives. The, um, the um, President of the, of the Council of Ministers, Donald Tusk, another Conservative Party. So Angela Merkel, the most so influential. Like with the kind of 
Yeah, you see, likewise. That's, so that, that's my. That, I see Europe differently. I think the European Union I want to leave is not the European Union that you want to stay with. It should be yeah, more but, of a socialistic uh, ideal, like rather than this kind of. The problem is the currency. The EU, the the euro is badly designed. It's designed to lose money and fix debt, not to make money. It's not designed to profit. It's designed mm-hmm. to keep everybody, every country, at a certain level in terms of trade. And it, it doesn't, the, the, the euro doesn't work. The currency is bad. It's soiled. So what? the very design of the currency itself was wrong. You can't have, like I said, a central bank, I know you don't like it, a central bank that's run by one country to punish another when there's debt. You can't. Greece is not going to recover. It's not. And even though they've promised to send the immigrants, the, the, the people that have crossed the border into the country, they've promised to return them to where they've come, they haven't done that. One reason is because they can't afford to do it. Those no, people no. are there now in Greece. The, 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 the crisis in Greece is long uh, <coughs> uh, older than the immigration. Of course, uh, that's what I know. mean. It's, and these people, the crisis isn't for us in Britain. They call it the European crisis. It's a crisis for those people. Yeah. That are now homeless and have lost some of their family, have nowhere to go. That it's their crisis. They have to be helped. I was. So, you can't say, "Oh, we're going to take three thousand children. We're going to take the. We're going to take that. We're going to." You know, you can't have these rich countries in Northern Europe punishing Greece because they happen to be closer to the conflict. It's ridiculous. I, I, I have to agree with Scott here. I, I think. I think the treatment of Greece is not an accident. I think how the European Union responded to the crisis of two thousand and eight exposed the fallacy that some people. Uh, have about Europe as being some kind of egalitarian, an institution that brings us closer to our neighbour and somehow spreads wealth more evenly. The Greeks hate the Germans. They refuse to take orders from her. They won't. Uh, and, and the, it won't after the Second World War, it's not going to change. Those people lost generations. Any thoughts? Well, I think, you know, here we are mixing things up in a way. Greece is, it doesn't have an immigration policy. And Greece will... Uh, knows very well its uh, ability. They cannot cope with that huge number of, uh, even Europe itself finds coping with that number of um, immigrants as as colossal things, so let alone Greece. So there is no point of really uh, uh, involving, involving Greece and the immigration policy. It is just a conduit. It's passing through yeah. uh, 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 land in a way so at the end of the day Europe will have to find a solution for the immigration problem and this is of course a problem not necessarily as we all agree not of their making but as Merkel said at one point a few months ago that Germany can cope with a million because they need a million uh, uh, workers if you like as we all know some of those European countries are aging, they have aging population, they are not multiplying, they simply to keep the economy on its current level, mm. they need people. And it just happened, there is this crisis, so positively, if you deal with it positively, it can be sorted out. Mm. Now, uh, Luke Vavona, uh, are you yep. kind of feeling a little bit like me here, this is a bit kind of out of my, feel out of my comfort zone? bit out of my depth or you have you got any comments to make because uh, you've been pretty quiet yeah no i'm, I'm just I'm, I'm learning a lot yeah me too <laughs> 
but yeah. I kind of feel like... I'd like to ask Luke Valvona something, because you're from the Isle of Wight. Yes. Now, is that ah, Europe nice. or is that Britain? Because <laughs> what are you? What I mean, what we've all said who we are. He's not a car owner. That's one thing, right? If you're from the Isle of Wight, there's no... Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> Valvona, what sort of a name is what? that? It sounds like an anagram of your real name, <laughs> which, which will all sound foreign as well. It sounds like a circus family yeah, name. I'm, and I'm, your no, Luke no hasn't Valvers. got it as L-U-C. My, my uh, name has horrible foreign uh, heritage. I'm quarter Italian myself. Oh, <laughs> well, we all, yeah. um, One of the famous so, Valvonas of, Valvonas of, of, of the Isle, Isle of Wight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, 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 there is a massive family of... There's there's quite a big uh, Italian population on the Isle of Wight. Actually, there's a lot of Italian families. Um, Serious question: Is that well, is it former prisoners of war that remain in the UK? Uh, I th- in parts think, of Britain, that's I think where the community is it the microclimate they like too. There's a bit of, it's a bit warmer. <laughs> no, it is. I have friends who live there. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Do you have wine? Quite possibly. Um, that I I think most of them immigrated before the Second World War. Maybe even before. The First World War. I'm not quite sure uh, of the actual timeline, but there, there's there's big com- community. Um, like for example, the Mingellas uh, from the Isle of Wight, uh, Anthony Mingella mm-hmm. and Dominic Mingella, the famous directors, and their parents were. Uh, uh, they've both passed away now. Um, were uh, own owns the ice cream company on the Isle of Wight. Mingella's ice cream, which is wow. very, very good ice cream. The ice cream company. Well, I'm sure there are other ice cream companies. No, I'm no, sure it's the no, Italians no, no, around. No, but, uh, it ended up just being the one no, no, ice cream. The ice cream company. <laughs> there was the milk yeah. company. There's the umbrella company. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think the family, the Valvona family business, was traditionally um, scrap. So, being of of European heritage, how do you feel about the EU? Is it is leaving the EU the same thing as leaving Europe? Or what are we, we going to stick a propeller on on Britain and? Uh... <laughs> well, no, no, come on, it's not a no, but it's kind of a symbolic thing, isn't it? It's kind of cutting yourself off. I, 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 I do feel out of my depth a little bit when you guys were talking. You're all, you know, old men talking very <laughs> intelligently about a topic that's very serious, and all I can think of it is the kind of the compassionate the the idealistic youthful kind of uh, version of of how of the argument okay and that's kind of like h- how are we not better together why if, if the <laughs> world we all just get if along the world, if the world is shrinking <laughs> as, as it is why is it not a good idea to eventually hope that europe ends up as a nation you know just borders are a, a no, man-made is... construct why are we not working towards one currency, one mind, one one uh, nation, one there government. Are too many di- diplomatic voices trying to solve. Uh, well, look at the, how yeah. the UK is run in local governments, and it's broken down into small governments because uh, the Isle of Wight is very different to Skag- Skagness, you know, uh, Skagness. So, like, why uh, can't England be run separately to Scotland and and um, Montpellier in France, and whilst under an umbrella government that is Europe, and why can we not? rather than run away and hightail it out of it, out of something that was created for a reason. The reason the EU was created was to, was to end wars, was to end conflict, and was to oh, work together and solve problems. That's what they told us, that wasn't the reason. After the World War II, the Council of Europe was created, and, and it gave birth to the European Convention for Human Rights and the European Court of Human Rights. And, and that's an organisation that 48 European countries are members of, including ourselves. That definitely came out of the the ashes of war to and NATO. peace. 
NATO was kind of the stick. And then didn't um, that lead no. to eventually, it kind of, if you follow the path onwards, the next step was to create a European Union and then slowly, slowly it grows and grows. Well, and not historically. Um, I hate to be pedantic, but I, I, I've been researching. I've had to research this because of my, my, my duties within the Labour Party. Uh, the, the institution that's the, the, the seed of the European Union was, was the... Um, Coal and Steel Federation. It was it was Six a free countries, country, free trade yeah. Yeah. thing. Okay. Coal and Steel Federation, which then became the European Economic Community, and then eventually, in the nineties, after the mastery, the idea of having a more political and less of an economic, not less of a more political on top of the economic uh, um, ties. Uh, then was then okay. added on. The war in Bosnia so, had, had e something to do with. Even with, so, yeah. then even so, isn't that something that we should yeah. try and fight to? kind of save and, and fix anyway th th i'm trying to round this off so like this no, is th I, 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 I have watching you guys talk it's kind of it's it's i don't know what i want because if trump wins even... oh, which we'll get is, to this which might happen i'm just saying just quickly yeah. if he wins and decides to reverse uh, the legality of gay marriage then i can't bring my husband back to the u.s anymore he's from brazil and that's a thriving comedy scene and we're thinking well we can't go to italy because gay marriage is illegal there right now and if Brexit happens, <laughs> I guess we're moving to Greenland, or I don't know. Brazil? I mean, I'm we're when he and I lay in bed on Saturday morning to talk about it, we're a bit freaked out because for a long time Britain was the only country that would have us. Yeah. And now, if those two things happen, Brexit and Trump, we're trumped. I don't know where we're going to go. Yeah, you know, I mean, not butt, I, we can live he here, but I don't know how how much rights we'll still have. Okay, is let's it, just is it reversible. Uh, you know, the Supreme Court made that decision, I think, partially on the public, a public tide. All right. And if Trump could reverse that, you know what I mean? He can change people's We're going to transition to the Trump talk in a minute. Uh, let's just uh, put a button on this with a quick song. Uh, me and Luke, uh, this is my contribution to the debate. Okay, I've listened and I've, I've listened to you all talking. Luke, drop, drop me some beautiful rhythms and let's sing a song for these people. If we think that we're all better without you, will we? Will will we? Will we go <laughs> to another place like fantasy? Or utopia or hell Perhaps Satan is there and we'll have to change our minds <laughs> Who Who will Tell us the truth. Who will stand up and fight for democracy? <laughs> Who are you coming for my chocolates? Immigrants, refugees, you can't have it. Oh, oh. 
lights off if we have left anything behind. <laughs> <laughs> how we do it uh, <laughs> I thought we were going to open it to the floor yeah no fuck them they were having fun <laughs> back in a couple of minutes here on the little show with uh, Politicomicon Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. You're listening to London Improv Live. Radio can take you to many places like the sea or your kitchen. Or inside your mind. mind. London Improv Live. That's right, you're listening to London Improv Live. I'm your host, Talal Kalkuti. I'm not going to spell that without you. Uh, Luke Valvona by my side. Hello. Hi. Uh, joining us in the studio, Luke Sorba, Scott Capuro, and Mustafa Kalkuti. Um... We are having a fantastic time here at Politicomicon. We're going to turn up the notch uh, for in terms of comedic uh, elements <laughs> now. Yeah, we had a pretty, <laughs> there it is. Uh, we had a pretty <laughs> discussion. We had really serious conversation before in the first half, but now we're going to do something interesting. So we want to talk about the US elections. Hell yeah. But not in any usual manner. What we're going to do is I'm going to we're going to have a rant off. Okay, because before, when I gave you guys free reign to talk, it just went on and on forever. I'm sorry, guys, but you didn't give me any time to speak. Luke hardly got a word in edgeways. And now I'm going to have to put the hammer down, get all <laughs> Mussolini on your asses. Okay, um, you're going to have 
What? Who tutted that? I did. Why are you tutting that? That's why country will leave Europe because <laughs> of Mussolini. <laughs> Mussolini kissed my mother as a baby. Really? Uh, in fact, yes. My God, yes. <laughs> With his tongue, because he was creepy. <laughs> she, I think she kind of kissed him back, but right. she didn't admit it. All right. So right. I always suspected. Who was the yeah. baby? Him or your mum? <laughs> she was the baby. Oh, okay. Actually, it's Who doesn't like a bit of moose? A little bit of moose. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're about. <laughs> sweet moose. Yeah, yeah that's what you do to me all the time. All right. Mussolini sort of sounds like a, like a dish, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> a Greek dish. Uh, Alex Siverite, your our other co-host, is in Greece right now in Corfu, and um, he's sending me pictures of Greek people, and he's really jealous of us. And um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to play this clip because he he heard my episode um, two episodes ago in in the podcast realms. You would have heard my special from Cannes that I recorded out in Cannes. Alex is severely jealous and he kind of is going to put together his own Corfu edition. And this is a slight teaser of the Corfu podcast. Here it is. Hello, this is Alex Sivright, co-host of The Lil Show. And uh, I'm in Greece, you know, home of kebabs, Stavros Flatley, uh, ABBA and the jetpack. So what can I tell you? I'm basically doing what Talal did in Cannes. Or can. There's no plural, is there, for Cannes? Um, it's bloody hot. I can tell you that. That's about it, really. I've got no film events or anything. Um, just, just heat. Lots and lots of heat. I'm quite badly burnt. Um, I've got a very nice uh, sort of really, really bright pink markings on my body. You can actually see where I was holding my book. It's painful. But, uh, yeah. Lovely view from where I am. That's about it for now. Yes, thank you very much, Alex Sivright, reporting from Corfu there. Yes, yes it's thrilling, so, thrilling. so hot that his beard's disappeared. Yeah, it's <laughs> melted off. He's got a V on his chest from his book. It's a bookmark. <laughs> um, bookmark. And um, pff, nice try, bro. I, I'm looking forward to hearing the full episode. Um, anyway, back to Politicomicon. Here we go. Um, enough of Europe. Let's leave Europe. Let's go to the States. We want to talk about America. Okay, crazy times. Let's talk about the state of America. The state of America. It's like, uh, I don't think we've ever seen an election like this before. Um, you know, we thought it was weird to have Hollywood actor as presidents, um, Hollywood actors as a president uh, back in the day. But this is like nothing we've seen before. Reality TV stars. Oh, my goodness. So much to say. We're not going to have an open floor discussion. What we're going to do is I'm going to give each of you one minute to rant about the US elections, okay? Uh, you can say whatever you like, and uh, Luke Valvona is going to provide you with some uh, backing music, okay? He will, he will inspire the way you talk, and the way you talk will inspire the way he plays, okay? So um, you will get a minute each. I think we should start with uh, Mr. Sorber. Are you all right with that? Yes. Okay, wonderful. So you take the mic. I'll, I'll stretch this over to you. Towards this mic. All right, your minute starts now. 
I'm going to reveal the story behind the news. Why is Donald Trump running for president? He is doing it for a bet. He's doing it for a bet. He had no idea that he might actually win. It's the last thing he wants is to become president. He's got a TV show. That's why the only policy he can think of is building a wall between America and Mexico. Why? Because he's in the hotel trade. He's in real estate. All he can do is build things. So he's going to build a wall, probably be some um, villas attached and uh, probably have a little, probably a wall with a hotel. You can't get any development now that hasn't got a hotel attached, football stadium, and so on. That's what he's got. He's going to win the bet, but then he doesn't know what to do with the rest of his life. Oh, there's more to say. You've got more time. Okay. Uh, the other reason Donald Trump is running um, for president is because there's no one in the Republican Party t as tall as him. There was little Mark Rubio. It was Five. called little Mark Rubio because he was Four. very little. A, a Two, few others, I can't remember their one, names. Ted Cruz. Zero! All right, ran over. Very good. Interesting insight there. Um, yeah, uh, it's not our place to argue. No retorts, just individual rants. Very interesting, Luke Sorber. That's a cool twist on it. I've never even thought of that before, but perhaps you're right. Let's see, who wants to go next? Let's uh, let Mr. Karkuti, my papa, oh, mine papa, to me, you are so blunderful. Um, let's have you, your minute to rant off about the US elections begins. He looks a bit like an Arab Sanders, doesn't he? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> with a moustache attached as well. With a moustache. Yeah. You know, just fluff up your hair a little bit. You'd get the look down, man. Anyway, I'm feeling the burn. Um, all right. Your minute begins now. Well, I'm very, very sorry that Sanders is on his way out. He would have given us, really, for the first time ever, probably since the 50s, uh, the best America we can think of if he had become a president. But unfortunately, that's history now. But think of Trump. What a disaster it is. America, I think, under him will shrink, uh, will uh, start, uh, in a way, uh, uh, making enemies everywhere. But hopefully, hopefully, based on Ronald Reagan experience before, the establishment will be more influential, let's say, because always the establishment is bigger than politicians. So there is probably some hope that the establishment in America will control uh, Trump behavior and become a human being. Silver linings there from Mustafa Karkuti. Very interesting. Silver linings from a silver-haired lion. Oh, your time is up. All right. Uh, finally, uh, unless... Yeah, finally? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Finally, uh, we are, have one more rant left from a bona fide American uh -huh. and a bona fried American. Uh, Mr. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that doesn't really work. Anyway. Come on. <laughs> You've never fried a boner? Come on, man. I thought you would have tried everything. Well, actually, uh, yes. Once I was in New York on Staten Island, I didn't know it was so hot. We were on a nude beach, and my, my, be my, my penis got a bit sunburned. You forgot. You, you always you forget because when you're putting lotion just on the tip though when you're putting Dude. lotion on yourself you don't want to put too much lotion on yeah. the on the it's always my feet and my cock that get burned did it have a little v mark on it as well like, <laughs> like, my I book yeah i was <laughs> reading a tiny little book the magazine oh, i was looking your at big yeah, book. Yeah, i, I don't yeah, know yeah, I mean, but you. how can this happen i was laying on my i fell asleep on my back 
And just God. is your cock always getting burnt? Then you need new cock cream. <laughs> or just a new cock, really. We get uh, all the all the um, SPs. Are they called? What yeah. they, all the SPs. I wish if cocks are through one to sixty nine. Yeah, they are yeah. now, though. They did a cock replacement surgery about a month ago. Oh yes, it did. And it I worked. About that. Apparently, it worked. Yes. What yeah. the fuck is going on? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> bloody hell! That, that won't be available on the NHS though. <laughs> Not anytime soon. Enough for us. Um, yeah. Dad, would you get a cock replacement? At this age, yes. You would? <laughs> Absolutely. Who's, if you could pick anyone in the world's yeah. cock, who's Oh, no, no. Pick? I have my own imagination of my own cocks. I mean, I, I, I don't want. Have you already, anyone. you've designed yourself a replacement cock yeah. already this, look, in your as mind? As far as I'm concerned, can be done instantly. Okay. It's huh? not complicated at all. What do you mean? Because I know exactly what I want. Okay, what do you want? Describe it. Ah, wow. Physically now, I can't. On radio, it's impossible. Why? I have to be on television to describe oh. <laughs> All in the body language. He's got, he's got a drawing of, of what he wants it to look like. It's Thank God for it's that. It's in black and white if you, <laughs> that helps you at all. Yeah. Dad, you know we have color now. Yeah. Um, Reminds me of Woody Allen's joke. If, if he could be reincarnated, what would he like to come back as? And his answer was um, Warren Beatty's fingers. <laughs> Scott Capuro, are you ready to rant oh, off? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Sorry. one minute rant. Here we go. I know, I know it's going to be. I know it's not going to be difficult for you. Uh, Luke Valvone, are you ready with the uke? Yes. Okay, here we go. Your one minute starts now. Well, well the media has created Trump, and they're going to make him president because... Bernie Sanders has received about 3% of the media attention to Trump. It's amazing Bernie's done as well as he has at all. I think Hillary is our only option, as much as her history bothers me. But if Trump wins, part of me, the sardonic, kind of really, really lefty part that's dying for a revolution, likes the idea because America's falling. And it'll be a lot more interesting to watch the apocalypse under the control of Trump than anyone any of the other two nominees, I think he'd be the most fascinating. I mean, Finger is quivering over the button. He cannot wait to nuke somebody. And <laughs> he'd probably nu nuke New York first because they still owe him money. So brace yourselves, New Yorkers. You're the first to go. I, I think it's all it's all downhill from here. Um, we got five more seconds. Downhill in a bad way, I mean. There you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, end of the world. Well, oh. I guess that was a silver lining too, though, because um, you know I think you, you know, that's a catalyst to something good happening. If we get the end of the world out of the way, then the sooner that we can rise from the ashes. They've been interviewing the Guardian and the Times have opened over the U.S. and they've been interviewing a lot of people in the Appalachians in in hard hit towns that were once industrial that have had were double hit by the recession and haven't recovered, mm -hmm. and, and 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 they've also been hit by a, 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 an alarming amount of of drugs being distributed on painkillers mm -hmm. illegally and, leg and legally. Mm -hmm. Being distributed, so, so their communities have fallen apart, and these people are not necessarily voting for Trump because of his party or his political beliefs. It's because they feel like they have been completely ignored and abandoned and lost, and they feel mm. like he's as much as he is not. They feel like he's anti-establishment, and he's the yeah. only one listening to them. And they also feel like, in, if their quotes are true, these people are apocalyptic because if you'd run out of everything and you were living on this on, in a gutter in a, a mountain somewhere, you'd be apocalyptic too. Yeah. You'd want yeah. the world to come to and an end. And they're the ones who are like Absolutely. stocked up and uh, they're ready for it. And they think if it's going to happen, he's the, he's the funniest one. 
So why not? They don't associate <laughs> themselves to any political movement because no one represents them in any way. Did anyone see that film which Whacking Phoenix, he pretended to become a rapper and then it turned out he wasn't really a rapper. The whole thing uh, was just a spoof. I'm not here or it's... Yeah, yeah. Do you think uh, Trump might reveal that the whole thing was like a No, of course it was. Show. No, his, his campaign manager who left the campaign a couple of months ago wrote a letter to the New York Times explaining this. And she said it was a bet. He never thought he'd get this far. I want all of you to know <laughs> this was not meant to get. And his ego has taken hold of him. And now he's going to try to win because that's how he is as a person. But obviously, electing him is a huge mistake. And she said, oh, please, boy. whatever political party you're in, don't elect this person. Mm-hmm. That's why when you said that, I thought that you meant it, that it had been some sort of gamble that he was trying to win, some bet. Well, all, all I built that on was he cannot have thought when he started out that he had a chance. Oh, my God. The whole point of uh, Rantoff was that this wouldn't turn into a discussion. Ah! All right, check it out. Um, I want to just something? quickly, I want to spend a couple minutes. I kind of want to get Scott and Luke's advice on this because you two, um, this is um, basically, uh, I'm going to call this segment, um, I want a quick jingle as well. Uh, we'll call it... Uh, your Twitter feed breeds needs. Okay, let's hit it, hit it. Give me a little thing. Your Twitter feed breeds my needs. I got needs to understand your Twitter feed. All right, um, uh, guys, uh, so <laughs> you look so sober on Twitter. You are at Luke Sorber Labour. Labour. Yeah, I was told I had to have an online presence if I was going to get into local politics. So that's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a good chance to get your plugs out of the way. Uh, Dad is Mustafa Tash on Twitter. Yep. Uh, follow him on Twitter to get his latest articles. He writes for the Golf News every week. Scott Capuro, you're at Scott Capuro. And I was uh, looking through your Twitter feed and I saw an article, an article from The Independent and it was had a quote in it about you uh, saying, I decisive, decisively do not take sides. Yes? As a comic, I don't want the audience to know which side I'm on. I think it's more interesting... Their assumption when I tell them I'm gay and they hear my accent and see that I'm white is that I'm middle class and liberal. Yeah. And that I probably agree with them since most comedy club audiences are that way as well now too. Yeah. And I want to to um, change their minds about the way gay men behave, about the, their expectations. Yeah. I think it's more interesting. It adds a bit of frisson during the set. And I think it's silly, even here, if we all agree. So I'm just trying to change yeah, right on. to change their viewpoint. I found that fascinating. And then I, on the flip side, you know, Absolutely. you have Labour in your Twitter handle, and you're outwardly uh, Labour, and you've been uh, in the industry a long time, as, as you know, as well as Scott Capuro, you've been in the industry a while, writing for comedy and I acting. Have. Yeah. And uh, Luke yeah. Valvona, um, you are more on kind of the Scott Capuro side. You kind of keep your personal life to yourself, don't you, when it yeah. comes to comedy? And me, I'm quite outwardly liberal, very. Uh, uh, proud of my heritage, I, I, you know, I stand up for what I believe is right a lot, it's even on the podcast and stuff. And you know, I feel like I should be a lot more famous than I am now. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like my opinions sometimes hold me back. Luke Sorber, do you have anything to say on that matter? In that, do you think comedians should be opinionated and show where they lean politically? Does that does that cause a barrier? Does that cause obstacles for success? I don't think comedians need to do that. I think I think if you haven't got something distinct and a distinctive voice, you probably fail in comedy. It doesn't have a political voice. So mine, mine is and was. But let me tell you something about politics and comedy. People on the left, my, my, my friends and my colleagues, they don't have a sense of humour. No, it's much they more don't fun have a sense for a right-wing humor. audience. I, I, I do not. Oh. I do not. Much use, more fun. Yeah, I. I uh, <laughs> 
But I the, don't the, the use typical humor. view is that conservatives don't have a sense of humor. Oh my god, they're hilarious. You can, have you ever met someone who represented p- political uh, people? I know people who rep- who are agents of political people, uh-huh. and they'd much rather hang out with their conservative party than the Labour Party at any convention or any time, anywhere. Yeah, I, I, I agree on a that. A bunch of I happy clappers, Labour people. They could really? I, I think um, you know, both sides would accuse the other of not having a sense of humour. But the thing no. that I find with... Um, Question time with the Prime Minister? <laughs> Conservatives are <laughs> I mean, so much funnier. Yeah. When Jeremy Corbyn said he'd been to Europe and spoken to leaders and, and they all said the same thing, and someone from Conservatives yelled out, who are you? <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard on... on it, hilarious. Yeah. They, they and they take the piss out of each other all the time. Really that, if if you all remember, I'm sure you do. Uh, I think the late Dave Allen, you know the comedian. Yes, yeah, yeah. remember yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean his his audience were entirely conservative, not working class, mm. not not labor, not communist. Mostly, I mean he make he used to make joke about them, and they laugh hysterically. <laughs> Uh-huh. About that. And then you've got people like Eddie Izzard, who once he started becoming openly political, his kind of stand-up career kind of took a backseat, and now he's an all-out politician almost. You know, he's yeah. well, he's doing so much stand-up too, though. He's doing it in every yeah, country. He's, he's performing so different true. languages. Yeah. He's he's yeah. so erudite. He's a genius. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he wants to reach people on many different levels. But he's very like political. But I guess yeah. I guess I miss. I guess I miss. Guess I miss. Did you see it? Amazing. I guess I misunderstood you, Scott, because your lack of. Uh, alignment kind of is a statement of its own because you're trying to break the stereotype. I just think people are complicated and I think political mm-hmm. views are complex and I think if I, if, I, if I wave my fist in the air and say gay people are great and oh love us and all that I would have never gotten a career in this country anyway. I mean <laughs> yeah. look the, the, the first thing I realized when I came to the UK I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anyone who performed here in 94 except Greg Proops and he obviously Greg was a big star we were not on the same level at all. I was performing in tiny clubs in London and I, I, I was accustomed to homophobia from audiences in the US intermittently. Mm. But here, I didn't see any. The audiences didn't care. They just wanted me to be, to be yeah. funny. They didn't mm-hmm. care if I was green, pink, purple, female, male. They don't give a shit. The British, especially the farther north you go, the darker the sense of humor is. Okay. Yeah. So I realized that I could expressing my political views was a bore to them. I'm, a, I'm left of left from San Francisco. I'm an old black Jew hippie. Nobody cares about <laughs> what I think about trees. They don't care about my manifesto. They just want to see me, you know, kind of lower or raise the bar or whatever, change their minds about what they think I'm going to say. See, I can really relate so that you think from what I'm taking from you is that maybe I should back off politically uh, in my... Express who you are, but but find a funny way to do it. That's what I'm saying. Mm. The audience should be on the edge of their seat. The audience should not know what's going to happen next. Yeah. That I never want them to be able to predict where I'm going with something. Well, one thing I'm proud of is that I think I break the stereotype of what people expect an Arab to be like or a Syrian to be like. And that's something I try to do. I strive for. And you're funny. But uh, oh, cheers, babe. Uh, well, maybe not tonight, but but you have been funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a tough show to be You've funny. Had on. Hits in the past. Uh, let's quickly move on to our final segment of the show. It's movies, movies, movies. You stick with me, kid, and I'll make you a Yeah, it's time for Movies, 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 a portion of the show where we get a movie suggestion from 12 Days of Movies on Twitter. Follow at 12 Days of Movies for all of your movie memes, trivia, and um, news um, needs. 
Oh my god, there's little children at the window. This is strange. Um, ignore the little children. It's like let the right one in though. They're Jeez, spooky that? little yeah, children. They are pretty it's spooky. Not, they're not cute. Um, they're playing with those toys. You know those little men you chuck at glass and they, they backflip down they the glass? They are little men. They're and they're little models. men throwing little men on the window. That's freaky. So, I'm going to ask my dad for a letter, A, B, C, or D. Pick us a letter, please. B. B. Okay, this is a movie called All the President's Men. Okay? So, how this works is... Perfect. I suppose it is. So, I'm going to... I've not seen this film. Have you seen this film? I guess all the old people here have seen it. We, I've seen this film. Yeah, okay. I've yeah. seen that. It's okay. a thriller based on the Watergate scandal. Yeah. Oh! Right. Have you seen the film Dick. Yes, I have. That's really funny. Have you yeah. seen Dick? Yeah, yeah. It's with Reese Witherspoon and Kirsten Dunst, yeah. and they're like two yeah. teenage girls interns at the White House, and Nixon. Um, they overhear some mad shit that, that Nixon's saying. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, it's so, funny. I'm trying to just load up the uh, synopsis here. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is. Uh, I'm going to read the synopsis, and then I'm going to. Do some intro music on my harmonica. And then whenever you feel free to begin the movie, go ahead and start the movie. All right. So here's the synopsis. Uh, oh, first off, due diligence, of course. Directed by Alan Pakula, written by Carl Bernstein and Bob Woodward and William Goldman. I'm only saying those names now because I want to apologize for what we're about to do to their movie. The Washington Post reporters Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein uncover the details of the Watergate scandal that leads to President Richard Nixon's resignation. Well, I've been editor of the Washington Post for 60 years, and one thing I've learned is if you put a blonde white guy and a a little Jewish-looking guy together, you're going to come up with a story. Boys, what have you got? Okay, Bob, uh, I've got these details of a, of a Watergate scandal. Yeah, yeah, tell him more about the Watergate. We're working really hard on this, Bob. Are uh, you the intern? Because you've got a very high voice. Yeah, my name's Carl, and I've been, I've been, I've been following um, Mike here, and I'm, in, I'm his intern, but I think we're on to a cracker here. And I've... Tell him all about it, Mike. We just uncovered it from... Under these covers. Look, we'll play you the tape. Look, we've recorded Nixon saying some very naughty things. Click. Oh, uh, well, uh, those Democrats are assholes. And, uh, you want Poon Tang? You want? You want? You want? Ah, <laughs> oh, let me get to you. Oh, those That's fingers. Your oh, your boy fingers are so sweet. Pour that cream. Oh. Pour that pleasant and I'll rob you. Pause. So you see that like, he's clearly having <laughs> having extramarital relations with like a Vietnamese boy there. Oh my god, and I've got a I got a phone call here about deep throat in the garage. Oh yeah, that bit's coming up. Look, fast forward. Listen to this bit. Boop. You see that's deep throat right there. And they said that Gerald Ford couldn't walk and eat at the same time. <laughs> He certainly can. What do you want us to do with this, Bob? Publish it and be damned. Sure thing. Mike? Yeah. 
<laughs> Who's Mike? Who's Mike? <laughs> Carl, Carl Bob. and Bob. Are the, anyway, yeah. I'm Mike. Carl. I'm an intern. That's Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike, you're the you're the water cooler guy. Yeah, he's water. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm the unsung hero here. <laughs> you're oh, blue collar America, I did, Mike. I did all the uncovering. <laughs> oh, it's Jane Fonda. I was told to shadow Mike, and I thought he was a reporter. <laughs> I've fooled you all. This affirmative action recruitment policy means anyone can get into the building, including Mike. I've faked it of all. I, I did all the impressions on the Fuck tape. You know, you're just I a did it. it was me in latex. What? Did yeah. you know, in America, shadow means to blow somebody. You know that, right? <laughs> no. I, <laughs> well, I didn't know that. God. That's what interns do. So anyway. you're just a water guy? And I'm just shadow- giving blowjobs to the president. Hang on a minute. This is a real Watergate. Why, why didn't you know that? All us Americans know that. <laughs> this is a true Watergate. Hey, wait a minute. You're not American. You're wearing a disguise. Oh, it's true. You've uncovered me. The name's Bond. James Bond. <laughs> and I'm here to protect Nixon because our interests lie in the strength of the American pres- presidency. So, Mr. Woodward... I'm afraid your time's up. Oh, no. Is this the end of our special relationship, then? It is for you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) You got two of us. Later on, at the Oval Office, Mr. President. Uh, Yes, yes. I've dealt with that. Who are you, Bob? Carl? James Bond. James James Bond. Yes, Carl James. James. Yes, Carl James. No, just James. Just James. (laughs) (laughs) Call me... Call me Dublo. All right. Yes, Dublo. You want to put on Mr. Bond? Yes, yeah, you can you give me Dublo anytime. Yes, seven. Um, yes. Listen, Mr. President, I've dealt with our little hiccup. Uh-huh. The uh, Washington Post won't be giving you any more problems. Let's well, call it good. the Post Washington. Well, that's a real good good job, uh, Dublo Seven. Thank you. And, um, uh, here's a special medal of honor. Oh, thank you. You're yes. welcome. Uh, I want to find out what happened to Mike. We cut back to uh, the, the, he's at the, uh, the the factory, the warehouse where they store all the water bottles, and he's talking to his colleagues. Gee, Mike, you 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 store water to the Washington Post. Mm, I I just store water to um, uh, Staples stationery outlet. <laughs> yeah, we've heard all about the Washington Post. What's Tell us, you've what? got some inside information. What you find out? What you find out? What you find out, Mike? What you find out? What you find out? Well, you're lucky well, to be alive. I found out they they particularly like the still water. <gasps> it's a scandal. Yeah, they, they that'll don't bring care down much. the president. That'll bring him down. They don't care much for that sparkling water. <gasps> That's very European, the sparkling water. Mm. You're not pro Euro, are you? Why not? Anyway. <laughs> I, I I pulled this whole stunt where I pretended to be the president doing uh, strange things with a Chinese lady, I think. Vietnamese, v- Vietnamese commonly yeah. mistaken one for the other. And, and you know what? I think he's going to have to resign tomorrow because otherwise this film will never come to an end. Mike Walsh, line three. Mike Walsh, line three. Oh, hello? Hello, Mike. This is Russia calling. We need your help. To the skies! <laughs> his jetpack comes out of his pack and he flies off. Um, to be continued. Uh, that's all we have uh, time James for. James Bond will return. Uh, James Bond. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Uh, that's all we have time for, I'm afraid. Um, goodness. Um, what, a, what a show. Uh, have we missed any plugs? Does anyone want to make any plugs? Can I plug Steve Martin on Facebook? Someone's been running on YouTube. 
uh, uh, a clip he did from the Tonight Show twenty years ago where he played the great Flydini. It's a it's a oh, it's a brilliant spoof of a magic act. And it's all mimed, and it's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long oh my time. Goodness. Look for it on YouTube. It's it's about a four minute sketch, and it just reminds me how fucking brilliant Martin was and is. Wicked stand up comedy. Uh, drop me that in a message. I'll tweet it out of the account for sure. Um, and your Scott Capuro on Twitter, uh, Luke Valvona. You're desperate to yeah, plug something. I, I wanted to reveal the answer to my riddle. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Let's pause this outro. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, Remind us of the riddle, please. Wait, let me try and remember. If when I'm not being that large, I'm pretty small. But hey, fuck it all. Is that something <laughs> like that? I'm still rather large, even when I am small. But if I am bad, you won't, won't have, have me, me at, at all. all. Are you the intestine? Oh, the intestines! Because <laughs> there's a large and a small intestine. Right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. but the small intestine is still modestly. Is it an erection? <laughs> and if it's bad, they have to cut it out, right? They've got to remove it so you won't have it. Uh, you're you're going to find the answer really boring after all this. <laughs> well, come on then. Come on. Can't it, wait. The answer is fortune. Oh, oh right. Yeah. I'm yeah. still rather large, even when I'm small. A small fortune. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, if yeah, I am yeah. bad, bad fortune, you yeah. won't have me at all. All oh, right. No wow. fortune. Isn't it misfortune? Yeah, misfortune. Because bad fortune, miss. you could still have no, bad fortune in your yeah, life. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Luke, that, that, that needs some punching up, doesn't it? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's yeah. Good. Sorry, shit A for riddle. effort, really. A for effort. <laughs> been embarrassing. I right. thought I've never written a riddle before. Let's have a go. So it's been a great show. show. Um, Awkward ending, but nice show. Really nice. <laughs> Politic Comic Con will return. We'll see you this time next year. We'll we'll see what the state of the world is in, and then we'll do Politic Comic Con Part Two. Thank you so much for joining us, Luke Sorber. Pleasure. Any last words? Any plugs you want to throw out there? I'm teaching improv comedy at the comedy school all the time so come and learn how to do this stuff and that's thecomedyschool.com the or dot uk i think it's thecomedyschool.com yeah, yeah it's dot com yeah yeah i do recommend sorba as a teacher for sure He's taught me a lot in, in this hour and a half. Um, Mustafa. Well, um, I've learned a lot today. Yeah, tonight, me too. But also over the last couple of years, <laughs> thanks to you, uh, you introduced us to the impro world oh. culture, and that's fascinating. Oh, Dad, thank you. Are you proud of me? Well, of course. Aww. <laughs> oh, I love you, man. I'm going to cry now. Oh. If, you, if you don't stop to <laughs> feel the dreams, feel the dreams. Oh my god! <laughs> I was crying like when the dad comes out at the end. I watched it again the other night. God, I hate you. He just killed my Oedipal complex. Taken. I love him now. I don't want to kill him anymore. My favorite dad movie. <laughs> um, taken. Taken. Yeah. Yeah. I wish yeah. dad was Liam Neeson, man. Would yeah. you kill a bunch of Serbians for me, Dad? No. Okay, good. All right, um, that's been our show. Luke's Valvone, any last words? No. All right, uh, thanks for joining us. Lil Show out. Peace. Listening to K2K Radio.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.